Welcome to Fuzzy Memories, the podcast that celebrates the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. I'm Heath. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And today we're going to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the year 1999. Can we get to the matter at hand, which is, by the way, we started. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our discussion on what year is it? 1990. I was going to say, what year is it? Aaron. And then I said, what year is it? And I answered my own question. <laughs> what year is it? 1999. <laughs> Too slow, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Too sorry. slow. I had to Woo. sneak over you. Trying to get the coffee in. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah. We're talking about 1999. Oh. <sighs> But first, before we do that, yes. we need we need to have a critical update from our Beyonce correspondent. Yes. Who is Heath Smith. Hello. Should we call this a break? <laughs> <laughs> I want this to be called a breaking news alert. Breaking news alert. <laughs> yeah. Our own Heath Smith went to the final concert of Beyonce's tour. Yes. Wow. Last week. Yes. We need a full report. Yeah. Um if you've never been to a Beyonce concert, uh, you're not living your best life. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I've had Coming that feeling yep. hot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. It lived up to all of my expectations. <gasps> it is. It, seeing someone who is at the top of their game, it, you just crush it for three hours. And it was almost, it was 10 minutes three shy of hours? three hours. Yes. Are you and kidding me? dancing the whole yeah. time. And- yeah. And she looked and sounded as good in the first five minutes as she did in the last five minutes. Okay, that's like, inhuman. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not normal. Like, what she did <laughs> was not normal. I mean, I don't want to be stupid, but it was a privilege. Like, it was a cool yeah. thing to be able to no, kind of I get think, to, yeah. to, to to see that. And, uh, you know, just being around, like, I think there was 50,000 people there or something Ooh. like that. Who are all, you know, we're all there for the same reason. You know? Wearing silver. Yeah. Wearing Supporting silver Beyonce. Coma. Cardi B was there. What? She didn't perform, but she was. She came to see the show. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. And, uh, Calm and... down and I'm locked in. <laughs> Cardi B. My records live in the top, top 10. 10. <laughs> and Billy Porter was there too. He Whoa. was also in the crowd. Yeah. So Okay. Was, yeah. Wow, what a night! And Blue Ivy was there, right? Blue Ivy, yeah. She, uh, she danced for a while. She okay. was on stage. Yeah, that was a big... People really like that. Okay. You know? Did you really like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was, you know, she was got teary when people kind of gave her an ovation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's so sweet. Was yeah. Jay-Z there? Um, If he was, he stayed in the back where okay. he belonged. As he, as he should. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stay in the shadows. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. But if you ever have a chance to go and see uh, see Beyonce, I would, I would recommend that you take that chance. There was a woman sitting a couple seats over that either she either FaceTimed the whole thing or she recorded on her phone, but she did watch the entire concert through her phone. Oh no! Which I thought was a real wasted opportunity. I'm like, what are you like? And at the end of it is when they announce that she's got a concert movie coming out in December, and oh. it's just like, listen, babe, they already did this. Yeah, <laughs> like, they this, did it better. Yeah, the footage you got on your iPhone is not necessary. We got we got better stuff coming. <laughs> are you gonna go see that in the theater? Um, there's a good chance I will, yeah. 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 Well, because I feel like if you're going to watch that, the theater's the best place, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be... If we were to go with you, would every five minutes, you'd be like, I saw that. <laughs> I would. I would. She did it better at my show. Yes. Yeah. This I've... is how it was different for me in yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know about the Beyonce uh-huh. show is... I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 I am too. And if the theater, uh, if I could get two two beers and a water and pay fifty dollars for it, it'd be just like oh, I was there at the you concert. Go. <laughs> wow! Holy buckets! And that's uh-huh. not counting your ticket price, right? That's so, so yeah. yeah it, was, it was an investment. It was an investment in Beyonce's future. It was an investment in my future. <laughs> it was an investment in the American infrastructure. In the American infrastructure, oh, yes. yes, you're right. You are supporting jobs, yes, mm-hmm. and the economy. You're keeping uh-huh. it afloat. I mm-hmm. did. Well done. Mm-hmm. We did it, Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you are a patriot of the highest order. Thank you. We thank you for your. Service. I'm glad this is finally being shared with the world. <laughs> we know that there's kind of a theme 
like what you're supposed to dress like. Did, mm-hmm. Was there a best dressed in your opinion at the mm, concert? Did you question. see something great? I mean, besides Beyonce nothing. Herself. I mean, everybody everybody brought it pretty well. Like ever, you know, you could tell a lot of thought and effort into it. What was interesting about that is when we were leaving. So it's almost it was almost twelve forty five in the morning by the time this all wrapped up. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. 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 And that's not Beyonce's fault. It was supposed to start at 8, but at like 9.15, people were still coming into the parking lot. Like, people were oh still coming God. in. So they were waiting until people got in their seats before they started. I would have been so annoyed yeah. if oh, I was you. No. But when we were leaving at 12.45 in the morning, like, you could see all these people, you know, women and men and everywhere in between who had dressed to the nines, carrying their high heels out. <laughs> just oh, yeah. kind of like, I've been in this outfit for like... Seven hours, and I just, you know, people walking in a, uh, an Arrowhead Stadium barefoot because they couldn't stand to be in high heels for one more minute. And it was Oof. just like... I mean, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 12.45. Is there, is there an opening act, or is she like, no, I got this? There was a DJ who played for a while. Oh, okay. And then, then he stopped, and then it was just sort of strange ambient sounds. It was just sort of... Like uh, whale sounds? Kind of like okay. that. Kind okay. of like that. But it was okay. just sort of like something you'd maybe hear like if you were getting a massage. Ooh. It was just kind of like that for a while. And I think it was just like Beyonce's way of helping us sort of calm down because you're about to get your tits blown off. <laughs> <laughs> were your tits blown off? <laughs> they were. Uh, They're in Kansas they City. <laughs> I left the state with them last Sunday. They did not come home with me. <laughs> They belong there, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, as a memorial mm-hmm. to this event. Wow. <laughs> That's the best audio clip ever. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. Do you need the timestamp of that one so you can share it on social? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down. You're about to get your tips blown up. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad you were able to report on this breaking news. Mm-hmm. Yep. And breaking give us a full. Alert. Yeah, yeah. Any further questions from you, Erin? I mean, I'm sure someone will come up. On the street reporter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I might throw some throughout the thing. It occurs to me. That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. we'll be thinking about Beyonce the whole time. Yes. And then when we have a question about Beyonce, for now and forevermore, we shall ask Keith. (laughs) Boom, Mm -hmm. right back. Yeah. All right. He knows everything. I'll be ready. (laughs) Okay, good, good. Okay, well, before we get to 1999, let's talk about some unmitigated golf, shall we? Yes. Erin, let's hear from you. What's your unmitigated golf for the last... It's been three weeks since we recorded. I know. Because of the Beyonce Beyonce trip. Mm -hmm. And nothing that I would change (laughs) or more. Yeah. So you've had three weeks of unmitigated golf. Hit us with it. Um... You know, I hate to do this. Oh, I no, just, you don't. I hate to have it be the same thing again. Okay. Is it fucking beef sticks? Oh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> fucking coffee fucking cups. Oh. What? I am in a, I'm in a, I'm in a battle with coffee lids. <laughs> I have, be, I've become under attack without my full knowledge. And I'm just now realizing that this war has been waged and I am just starting to get armor. Oh, no. Okay. So, for example, today... I have a coffee. Yeah, it from looks Casey's normal. Because, listen, I this isn't like, I don't want to discuss. You don't need to at me about your coffee shit. I get it. People <laughs> like the fancy stuff. It's pumpkin spice time. That's fine. Sometimes I just need like a brewed coffee. Yeah. And I don't want to wait in line behind all of you getting your lattes. I'll get one at a gas station. There I'm go. not above it. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to get a brewed coffee, in my opinion, Casey's does it pretty well. There you so, go. go to Casey's. Here's the problem. Why do the lids not fit the cups? Why am oh. I struggling? The number of times that I have gotten in my car <laughs> and gone to pick up my coffee and realized that the lid is not attached. I have coffee all over my console right now outside <laughs> because it, it, they do not attach. And I don't know how in this day and age we are still making lids that don't attach to cups properly. It makes no It's a hot fucking beverage. <laughs> Listen, you could win public office running on this platform. <laughs> the passion that you are displaying exactly. right now, people get it. Okay, I just gotta say this. Do you wanna All be right? governor? This is your time. This is my platform. <laughs> I see commercials all the time for that flex seal shit with that guy mm. that you're like, I don't know what you're selling, but he's spraying foam and it seals and it keeps out water. How does my lid not sell seal? <laughs> How is that not a thing? Why are they not checking that before it leaves the factory? How are they not checking it? How are they, How have we not figured out a better system? And I'm not the only one. I, I have now become aware that I'm in this war and I've started watching <laughs> other people try and put lids on cups and it is not me. It's not a malfunction. Of my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is just a malfunction in general. Is this just at Casey's that you're witnessing this no. war? Okay. No. 
All right. I had it happen this week with a Yeti cup of my own, like a Yeti coffee mug that's supposed to keep it hot. Somehow the like rubber seal moved up and I didn't realize it and it felt like it went in. And when I went to drink. Oh, no. It wasn't sealed. (laughs) It came. I wasn't splashed, as you might have thought, but it was leaking out the top. And I'm like, I don't understand. It's a simple thing that I just need to work. That's all. So the unmitigated gall to call yourself a lid (laughs) and then do nothing lid-like is ridiculous. You had one job, lid. (laughs) One goddamn job. And you're failing. You're Uh failing. You're not even trying sometimes. Okay, so you said that the war has started and you're just now getting your armor on. So what what do you intend to do to wage battle? I... I, I, I don't burn know. Something <laughs> yes. burn something down. Burn something down. Burn something down. I just feel like I do, I'm not sure. I Okay. The amount of time I put into checking this lid before I got in the car, only to find out when I got in the car it was loose. What? Feels. This feels witchy. It feels like I'm being attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the forces are. I'll get back to you on that. But I'm just saying. Do your job. Do your job. Wow. Lids, are you hearing this? You're you on better, notice, yeah. And again, I didn't You're want to come with another coffee cup thing, but I can't help it. This is a different thing. <laughs> this this is, different is thing. This is not a magnetic thing. It is mm-hmm. starting to feel like the universe is saying something about coffee cups to me. It mm-hmm. is. I don't know what that is, but. They're not safe. Yeah, they are not safe. They're not a safe space. Mm-mm. The universe has been talking to you about coffee cups and beef sticks mm-hmm. in the last couple months. I'm not listening to either no. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Can you still run for mayor here in Des Moines? Can she get on the ballot now with her anti-coffee lid stance? I mean, I don't live in Des Moines. Is that a... Nope. You can do it. Okay. (laughs) I approve. I'm in. in. You can use my address. Will you you send me uh, unsolicited text messages that I didn't ask for? (laughs) Please send them to me all the time. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Will do. Start out with like, Amy, have you ever had this happen to you? you? <laughs> It'll be all about coffee lids and coffee. And then maybe add something about sharks at the end. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Shark revenge is yeah, also sure. a high agenda item. Definitely. Yeah. It's going to be basically coffee lids, <laughs> shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt Getz. <laughs> we need to do something about him. So I'm going to throw him on there. But So as the Des Moines mayor, you're yeah. going to get rid of Matt Getz. Yeah. I'm okay. going to be like, let's, let's as Iowa take a stance in the city of Des Moines. And say, we don't stand for that either. Uh-huh. We don't stand for bad coffee lids, shark revenge. Mm-hmm. This joker looking motherfucker pervert. Yeah, he <laughs> is. is a pervert. He is totally a pervert. Oh, gosh. Okay. So sorry. Yeah. That is some good gall. <laughs> I'm going to go next since you had some Beyonce yeah. talk. And you need to clarify yourself before you start talking about gall. Because you don't want to associate no, those two no, at need, all. I need more space. Yes. So uh, my unmitigated gall is my old cranky bitch of a house. (laughs) (laughs) We are in said old cranky bitch currently. And she's going to yell at me for this at some point. But um, uh, listen, I am very proud that I bought a house on my own. Um, I love that it's from 1910. It is an uh, an old house. Um, It's a survivor, case in point, the drunk driver that came through my yard a year or two ago. However... It also allows all sorts of things into the safety of these domicile walls, uh-huh. which include bats. Uh oh. Nope. Noises. Mm. Constant creaking. Is that different than noises? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. She said yes. <laughs> An AC unit that broke a fucking gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, as well as, you know, the backyard wildlife preserve that uh-huh. continues to grow. Also, you know, I have my haunted murder basement that, Ooh, you know, yeah, just yeah. continually kind of, uh, I don't know, it keeps calling Ziggy down there. And it feels like it's given him messages about something because he spends a lot of time down there. And then he comes back a weird person mm-hmm. or not a person, a weird cat, <laughs> weird cat, weird cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, during spooky season, I just I don't I don't need all of that. No. You know, especially. I just heard that our friend Eric had a bat in his house. And I thought, and I was like, I thought we were done with bat season. I thought we were done. I lived in fear all of August. And now I have to think about bats again. Mm -hmm. When Eric had that bat in his house and he called my husband to come help him, I was like, what? (laughs) I know. When he said that, I was like, wait, what? What did Michael do? (laughs) 
I, he went over. I was asleep before he came back. I don't really know how it turned out. I assume. I don't really know how it turned out. <laughs> I assume the bat's gone now. I didn't follow uh, up. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, well, this is a bad plan, but God bless. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one to wake up in the middle of the night and have a bat circling over my bed, but I, I really don't want it to happen again. And last year, there was a bat that snuck into my fireplace. It was a baby bat, and I couldn't get it out, and so I just had to watch it die over a few days, which was real sad and gross, but Ziggy was captivated by it, as he should be. Anyway, my old cranky bitch of a house. I love her, Mm -hmm. but she is a cranky bitch. Yeah. And these days, it feels like she's extra cranky, Mm -hmm. and I just... Come on, girl. I pay for you. It must be the change in seasons. <laughs> I must be. It's the her joint. Bones, yeah. her, the bone, her bones hurt. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. This weather, who can keep up? The gall. The gall. The gall of a 113-year-old house. On that note, on 113 years. Mm-hmm. Heath, what's your unmitigated gall? Well, it's funny that you were talking about the weather, because oh. my unmitigated gall is Iowa Public Radio's weather report. <laughs> If you've never had the pleasure of hearing Iowa Public Radio's weather Mm. report, it is ridiculous because they will say today's temperatures range from 40 to 50 degree lows in the southeast corner of the state to 70 to 80 degree lows in the northwest corner of the state and highs they just list off these ranges of temperatures (laughs) different corners of the state and it's like i don't know what shirt to put on (laughs) i just want to know what shirt to wear this is not useful you've named every temperature that fucking exists Wait, is this a call-in? Like, are you calling into this? Or No, it's just in the morning. Sometimes we'll have it on, and then okay. there's just somebody <laughs> like, reading. It's just like, I don't know. It might be 30 degrees. <laughs> it might be 80 degrees today. It's going to be in there somewhere. And I'm just like, just pick a number. Yeah. I mean, if you can't figure it out, you know, go online. Look at the app on your phone. Call Jerry Ann Ritter. Like, <laughs> Do something. Yes. Try harder. That's a good idea. They should look at the app on their phone. Uh-huh. And then they'll have it. That this week on, because the temperature swung so much yeah. on whatever day it was, I put out pants for Mason for the morning, and he came in and said, "Are you sure?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, it's going to be cold." But then I thought, "Am I sure?" <laughs> what does he know? Yeah, because yeah. the weather's mystical enough now that I thought maybe he knows better. <laughs> I don't. Maybe know. the nine-year-old is tapped into yeah. the weather. The weather change. But you're right. How? Yeah. How do you dress in that does he range? Listen, does he listen to Iowa Public Radio? Maybe, Maybe. he heard you. He was like, I don't know. Are you sure? This <laughs> could go anywhere. Yeah. Can you give me some of those ones that unzip so I can yeah. have shorts if I need them? Just take off. <laughs> oh, God. It's just work. That's yeah. a travesty. Yeah. Our public radio dollars at work. I know. Giving us no practical help. Nope. Sorry you struggled with this. Yes. Yes. I, I assume now that they know about it, because certainly they listen to this, they'll Obviously. fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you did a public service. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together, Iowa Public Radio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get your weather report You've... high and tight. Yep. You've been skating by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unchecked for too and long. And now you're good looks and charm. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> now you've been called out. Well, Whew. that was some just fucking unmitigated mm-hmm. call. It was unmitigated call. So unmitigated. Mm-hmm. Um. As we said, mm-hmm. we are looking at the year 1999. Mm-hmm. We're looking at it for multiple reasons. One, it was the year Aaron graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a year. Um, also because, you know, it was the end of the 90s and shit got weird. Yep. It got real weird. <laughs> weird. I felt like we should start with the question, where were you on Y2K? <laughs> like, I felt like, yeah. I mean, there was some lead up to that. There like, really was. Mm-hmm. It was like the beginning of survivalist weirdness. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that started, I want to say, in like the summer. People yeah. were oh, like, yeah. I mean, at least that's when I became aware of it. I'm sure that before that for, you know, companies I and whatnot. was... But. Uh, I was a senior in college that year, and I worked on campus in the maintenance office. And so it was a very big deal for months. Like, yeah. every, like people, like uh, building mechanics, had to be there on New Year's Eve in case things went crazy. Yeah. You know, like it was just constant, like every day, like there was something that had to, you know, oh my gosh, when the, when the 
and the clock tips over, like, you know, the heaters are going to stop working, the car is going to stop working, like, mm-hmm. no computers are going to be, you know. It yeah, was, they it was seem to have, deal. like, no idea. It was just, no. like, equal opportunity. This is going to go really bad. And isn't mm-hmm. it so hard to explain all that hysteria to someone who didn't, like, right? you know, like, like your kids or something. I imagine they're like, what was wrong with all of you? I mean, you know, you look at Satanic Panic and we think the same thing, but, like, right. oh, you know. Yeah. We just lost our goddamn minds. I was working at a grocery store. It was my oh, freshman year no. of college because I graduated in 99 in May. And then it was my freshman year of college. And I was home for break. And I was working at a grocery store. And I remember distinctly that night, it was just person after person with just boatloads of water and canned goods. And this is like before you really bought like bottled water. Yeah, right. That was yeah. a thing. And I mean, it was just cart after cart. And little old ladies being like, you need to get out of here. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> Is there there a shark coming? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was in uh, my super senior year of college, um, which is otherwise known as a fifth year of college. Oh, okay. Okay. I've never heard of that before. Super senior year. My friend Bridget called it that, so we took that and ran with it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Because I was a nerd and I wanted to do three majors, so that's what happened. Anyway, so I was in Iowa City. It was New Year's Eve. And we, I was going out with my friend Monica, and we went to the sports column, and it was just bananas. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Heath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, moldy bananas. All right? Um, it was that. and But we tried to get into the sports column, and they were charging $20. And we were like, what? And so we turned away, and then we snuck in the back door. Oh, so yes, we you were did. in the sports column, and then we stepped outside as the clock hit midnight, and there were fireworks, oh. and the world kept turning. Yeah, nothing happened. Yep. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Here we, Here are. we are. Yeah. But that was the funny thing is like the computer programs that we were using at that time were not that old. It's not like right. they were written in the 1800s. Like, why did they not anticipate? Yeah, <laughs> right. That yeah. This was going to happen at some point that, you know, it was going to change. Very over. poor planning. It yeah. also seemed like so much hysteria for something that like we could probably have like tested on a computer. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. put it to 2000, year 2000, and just see if it shuts down. Right. Like, what? I mean. Uh-huh. There was all this idea that like the the that clock turning over and having zero zero was gonna be the end of everything. Yep. And like, I, th- I think, and I think part of it was we were just so new to computers too, yes. like new to computers to the internet that it just sort of felt like sure, why not? Uh-huh. The end, will, the world will end. Like we don't know. Yeah. Well, and people were like, "Look, I don't know if Al Gore did this right." <laughs> He'd been vice president for a while. He had distractions, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, we don't know what he's been able to get done. We don't know. I mean, yeah. does he have time? We don't know. Well, that's a good way to start off. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it was a good one. Yeah. I picked all my picks for things that were partying like it was 1999. Nice. <laughs> because that felt apropos to that. Because when okay. I hear 1999, even though that's year I graduated, immediately that's what I think of. It's okay. party like it's 1999. Yeah. All right. I went a little more doom-centered. Oh, doom. good. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we'll see where Heath ended up. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Somewhere in between. Okay, yeah. <laughs> great. I want to start with the doom one. Oh, you want to start with the yeah, doom one? Yeah, okay. I do. I want to start with this weird-ass thing that I discovered when I was doing some 1999 research, which is that in 1999, there was a two-week-long lion hyena war oh in the gobali desert in ethiopia oh lions killed 35 (laughs) hyenas and hyenas managed to kill six lions with the lions eventually taking over this disputed territory the rival groups (laughs) (laughs) are you sure you're not just talking about west side story There was dance fighting. There was dance fighting. But get this. So the rival groups would rest in their dens during the day and then every sunset just come out like ready to fight and just start brawling. So they had rules of engagement. (laughs) They were like during the day, no. Two weeks straight. It was just, yep, sleeping during the day and then uh, sunset comes and they're roaring and they're howling and they're like, fuck you, let's go. (laughs) Okay. See, that's the kind of war I want to be in. It's too hot during the day, yeah. guys. We'll see you at night. Yes. Yeah. But it was a blood-soaked battle over the territory that I didn't write down who won. I assume the Lions won. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that earlier. You said that the Lions yeah. ended up with the territory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. The Lions eventually took over, yeah. Which and they killed the a lot more. Circle of life, I think. I don't know how. But I do like the idea. from the movie. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> they were... 
war, they were doing Lion King. They were reenacting uh-huh. Lion oh King. Uh-huh. Also, but the gall of hyenas to be like, yeah, we can take the lions on. That tracks for a hyena. Right? Dumbasses. But I loved the fact that this was such a pronounced war. It wasn't just regular lion hyena mischief that like some scientists were like, oh, something's going on. And started like recording it and like making notes and like this is still going on. They're still fighting. Mm -hmm. How tuned in to lions and hyenas do you have to be to know that a war started? I assume that you're a lion specialist. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't sound like the name, but I like it. So we'll go with it. That sounds like someone got to make up their own job title. Yeah. I'm a lion specialist. How was Elton John involved in this? <laughs> he was watching the footage and he was riveted. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I see a sequel. Uh-huh. I see a Lion King sequel. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's mm-hmm. do this. There's probably a better word than lion specialist, but I can't. No, I like it. No, I think that's right. It made me think of like reality TV when they like kind of make fun of someone because like they talk about lions a bunch and then they're like lion specialist (laughs) underneath their name. Yeah. Like when now, like on reality show contestants when they're like, what's your job? And it's like, I'm a mixologist. And it's like, "Mm, okay, Pam. Yeah. I loved that little tidbit because it felt like the lions and hyenas knew there was a Y2K crisis. And they're like, we're, we're, we're we got a battle. We mm-hmm. got a battle to the end of the world here. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't find that anywhere in my research and I'm just still <laughs> processing. I think it's great. I think we need to keep returning to lion and hyena war mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, something. I think maybe we need to check in every so often yeah. in the years and just <laughs> make sure there wasn't a war during that year. Because mm-hmm. maybe this is a long thing we knew nothing about. Maybe this is a long feud yeah. in the Gobali Desert. And they're like, these fuckers over there, mm-hmm. we are we are mortal enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. And no, maybe gonna... a lion and hyena. Right. Yeah. Maybe a lion and hyena fell in love. <sighs> I also just feel like we all know someone that's that hyena, right? That's like, yeah. oh, I got this. Yeah. It's no problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel no, like that's it's a lion. Yeah. <laughs> I feel right. it's like like it's those guys at the golf outing that were like, I can take the heat. Oh yeah, with yes. the wild heat beef sticks. Yeah, they're like it's not even that hot. So the, I didn't make it. <laughs> I don't have any vested interest in your level of spiciness. I feel like they were hyenas. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I bet they were all under five five too. Oh yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Tiny little angry men, just. So mad. Just eating that wild heat like it's nothing else. I'm going to go attack a lion. Yeah. I got a lion. No problem. What? Get eaten. Yeah. Okay. So how about you, yeah. Heath? Um, my uh, thing I'd like to start off with Ooh. is a, a little TV show called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, boy. Ah! Yes! <laughs> Were you a fan of this show? It was I, highly engaging. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I um, yeah. yeah, I think it, it kind of captured the nation's attention. I really think. It really, you couldn't escape it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was like the highest rated TV show. Like yeah. The 90, at, wasn't it? At one point, it was on ABC five nights a week. Like it was a huge, it was oh like my God. something like 20% of their primetime lineup Jeez. was just this show, which also, I mean. I don't run a TV network, but I can tell you, like, that was a dumb idea. Because at some point, like, you can't maintain that level of popularity and you're going to have to, it's going to flame out at some point. And it mm-hmm. was stupid to sort of make it such a big part. Also, side note, can you imagine Heath running a TV network? Because I can. <laughs> I think I'd watch be... everything that was everything. on it. Everything. Everything that was yeah. on it. That would be yeah. the most wonderfully <laughs> weird group of it shows. It would be. It would be Everything. Right. Yeah. You would never know what's coming. He wouldn't publish a schedule. No. He no. would just be like, this yeah. is what I'm feeling this today. Is you turn We're it on, watching. it would be like a Beyonce concert. Yeah. And then the next time you turn it on, it would be reruns of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And then it would be Jaws the Revenge. You're like, yeah. I need to watch all of this immediately. Uh-huh. Yep. The Blossom reboot would be happening. <laughs> 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 the end of every season of a TV show, scripted or not, would, uh, would be a reunion. They would all the cast members would be spread out on the couch, and they would they would argue for about whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do need that. Okay, <laughs> so we need we need to start fundraising so we can make this happen. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, if Oprah can have a TV network, why can't I? Why can't Heath? Yeah, yeah. maybe because she's very rich. <laughs> but can, it could it also be like <laughs> Heath have a show and it's just called Heath with an exclamation point. <laughs> And he does accurate weather reports. Uh-huh. I will tell you what the actual temperature is. Yeah. Right now. Uh-huh. There's just an hour of him reading every temperature for every city in Iowa. Uh-huh. 
And people would get it. They'd be like, they would. I was missing this and now yes, I have it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just had to daydream for a second and it was a beautiful mm-hmm. daydream. No, yeah, I yeah. get it. Let's manifest that. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, so well, like, yeah, at one point uh, in the first year that it was on, it was on three nights a week that year, and it was like the number, the number one, number two, and number three show for the whole season. Like that's how popular it was. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, and you know, Regis Philbin was the star of the top-rated TV show of the year at the turn of the century, and it's like we were talking before about people concerned about Y2K. Where was the concern with this? Yeah. Like, why this is? I mean, this is yeah. like a, a fish kill on our TV. Like <laughs> this is birds falling dead out of the sky. It's like why is Regis <laughs> Philbin on the number one TV show. In the why country. is it every night? Yeah. 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 And I don't know why everybody was just like, sure, his shirts and his ties are the same color and I'm fine with this. And I don't, you know, <laughs> why? <laughs> the world isn't ending. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Just look at the TV for a longer dummy. <laughs> I did watch that shit yeah. out of that show. Yeah. And so for anybody who doesn't know, you know, maybe doesn't know, I mean, the premise of the show is you had to answer 15 questions and each was sort of worth increasing dollar amounts and you couldn't get any wrong, right? So to, if you're going to win the million bucks. And so you had three options for help uh, and they called them lifelines. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, 50-50 where they would take away two of the answers. So you don't have to pick between two remaining and one was right, one was wrong. Right. Ask the audience where you would pull the audience, who were often stupid people. I was gonna say and that was, was always <laughs> yeah. that was never what I see, wanted was, them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was unreliable. And then there was also a phone a friend where you would get to call. You know, if you had a smart friend or family member that you could rely on. You know, and it's nice that the whole country kind of came together to watch the show, which is something that happens less and less now with a mm-hmm. very fragmented media landscape now. True. Yeah. Um, and in November of 1999 was the first time somebody won a million dollars. And his name was John Carpenter, not the writer and director of the original Halloween film. <laughs> Although it would have been pretty cool if that's who would have won it. It would have been so cool. I feel like great. they could have gotten some Jamie Lee Curtis screen time yeah. had that been happened. And he rem- I remember at the end he used the phone a friend to call his dad for the last question to tell his dad he was about to win a million dollars because he knew the answer. I remember that too. Yeah. Which was pretty which was pretty badass. Yeah. Which is, that could have gone very poorly. <laughs> yeah. So he was a showman. He knew yeah. how to work the audience. Yeah, it was some real brazen stuff to be yeah. trotting out on national TV. Anyway, it's kind of a bummer now because of winning a million dollars. Well, certainly is nothing to, you know, uh, to shake the corpse of Regis Philbin at. <laughs> it just doesn't go as far as it used to. <laughs> yeah, what would it be in today's inflationary world? I don't know. What are you Like two mortgage payments yeah. <laughs> and a Beyonce concert? <laughs> yeah, a Beyonce concert. <laughs> You'd blow through that in, you know, six oh, weeks. <laughs> yeah, what a weird show. Mm-hmm. And it lived on. Like, it went into syndication later, and they had lots of different hosts, and it kind of, like, turned into a thing. I think I have the board game. Yeah. Who would be the host of that now if they did a reboot? I think Jimmy Kimmel hosted some version of it not so long ago. I was going to say Mario Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly who it would be. And everyone would just be like, you don't know the answer to this, Mario Lopez. (laughs) You're right. That's exactly who it would be. Oh, like on the old American Idol, like you know when Paul Abdul would be like, I don't know, this wasn't such a great audition. He'd be like, you can't sing either, Paul Abdul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's switch to party mode. What okay. you got? That's a party. Well, I'll tell you who was partying like it was 1999 this year, and that was Lance Armstrong because he won his first oh, tour to France. Wow, and we he all know was drugged that. Later on in life, we would mm-hmm. find out that that was probably not a legitimate win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at that time, he was riding those steroids highs mm-hmm. and right on to victory. Mm-hmm. And riding those yellow bracelets. Yeah, just getting us all to believe that Lance Armstrong was the guy. Mm-hmm. It's just a flim flam artist. A flim flam <laughs> artist. But 1999, <laughs> we were in. We were in. We were in. We, were in. we all uh, thought Lance Like Armstrong all good cults, we started down <laughs> the path. <laughs> We got the bracelets. I think that was after 99. Yeah, I think it, it was, was like too, yeah. ways later, but still, that was his first win. Mm-hmm. And so he was living it up. Mm-hmm. Partying like it's... And what a fall from grace for that guy. Yeah, what's he doing now? Is he, he dated Cheryl Crow for a while. I don't think That's he does now. Right. He had testicular cancer. Yeah, he did. He did. And then he got revealed to be a fraud. Yep. Yeah. And then... Before that, he was in Dodgeball. 
with oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, made yeah. a lot of cameos yes for a while. he did because, which is kind of amazing if you think about the sport that he's in like yeah, nobody knows any other cycling. cyclist right. in Tour de France. Like, I don't. No. I don't follow it. I sometimes watch it in the Olympics just because when one goes down, they all go down. Yeah. Mm. But it raises an interesting question about imposter syndrome. Oh, let's hear it. Because mm-hmm. imposter syndrome is generally for people who actually have made it but feel like they haven't earned it. And mm-hmm. I wonder, does that work in the reverse? Like, you haven't really <laughs> earned this, but you have it. So in his case, imposter syndrome was accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I doubt he felt it. But, right. That's yeah. it, you know. Yeah. He was literally faking it till he made it. I think he was maybe faking it when he when he actually made it. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was yeah, sort he of was faking the whole time. It all the way through. <laughs> but it is like a, it, it's an interesting peek into a personality that can just be like, yep, it's all hard work. It's all good. It's uh-huh. all, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the best. Yeah. And just built on lies. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, there's some amazing PR involved with that that took him from just, you know, a cyclist to where he ended up. And then, you know, obviously to find out all of the other information. But mm-hmm. and if you do research on his takedown later on, it, it's fascinating the sort of defenses that are tried. Well, well, it wasn't really this drug. It was this <laughs> drug. And yeah. It wasn't really. We're not sure that that testing wasn't because remember when right. it first came out, there was all this like, well, no, the test wasn't valid. It threw a false positive. That's like saying you're a little bit pregnant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, you are. Yep. So he was living it up in 99. I like that because it was partying, but then it went on to doom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how I like my parties. And we're back to Thank doom. <laughs> ends in doom (laughs) it's my kind of party so i'm gonna bring us back to doom perfect (laughs) there was a lot of like sort of bad news from this year Mm -hmm. but uh, there was (laughs) there was a movie that blew my mind which was the matrix oh and this became the killer movie of the year a year with a ton of movies ton Mm -hmm. of good movies Mm -hmm. but this probably arguably became one of the most talked about movies and it's so interesting that now people use it on like both sides of the aisle. There's like the manosphere, like gross guys that use it as like, well, you take the red pill and then you see the real world and you see all, <laughs> you see QAnon and you see the conspiracy and all that. And you see, you know, how you women know. are gross. And then there's, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other real side where like, Lily and Lana Wachowski came out as trans after this movie. Mm-hmm. They have gone on record saying this was a trans allegory. Like, this was a very, like, queer movie. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, important in that way. So it's so fascinating that it's both sides of the aisle. Now, 20-some years later, mm-hmm. this is still a very important movie that, uh, yeah, people I've can twist. i heard it used in religion a lot as, like, an allegory for religion. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he is the chosen one. Yep. And he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. I know. Yeah. Well, it's very doing. It goes into that. It's very don't doing. take something good and ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Religion, and I will say, uh, they did take something good and ruined it, because the next two movies were shit. I was going to mm. say, they the, sequel, so <laughs> the sequels they were unable bad. to deliver on. So yeah. bad. Which and then, they should have known. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. I mean, love him, but come on. You're, yeah. You get one good one. Yeah. <laughs> we know this from Speed. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah. Bill and Ted's bogus journey was not a good movie. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves, I mean, he he's he is and was a beautiful man, mm-hmm. and he was perfect as Neo. And yeah, I think I saw this movie five times in the theaters. Oh. So I was wow. a big, big fan. And I remember coming out of it the first time, and I went with my brother Dan, and I was just like, I don't, I don't even know what I just saw, but I loved it. <laughs> That's kind of the best. How yeah, many plug for a movie? How many floor length uh, leather jackets did you have? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I got one like a year or two later, <laughs> and it was full on leather duster. It, it, I loved it because it made me feel like Trinity. I loved uh-huh. it so much. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go the full like rubber outfit okay. level, All right. but I did go to a club in Chicago called Neo that was just goth oh. central, and Ooh. it was ju- it was wild. Ooh. Ooh. It was just people in like masks and like goth gear just dancing by themselves in a smoky. You know, room at three in the morning. Cool. It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best possible. It's like, cool. <laughs> My husband and 
and I play this game once. You can't really play it a lot. It's just more of a one-time thing. It's um, <laughs> debating on whether or not a goth would be a better server at Olive Garden or on the border. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to say Olive Garden. Really? Yeah, Olive Garden. When you're the, here, you're what's family. The, what's yeah. the criteria? Uh. <laughs> just, just something in your gut? Yeah, something <laughs> okay. in my gut. Yeah. I see. I think I'm going on the border because and I think it's a personal <laughs> preference. The juxtaposition of a goth coming out in that weird environment where everything's different colors and uh-huh. we've got like 15 flavors of margaritas and uh-huh. some kind of weird queso dip uh-huh. and someone being like, do you want queso with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. While they're in their like white makeup and yeah. black lipstick. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> See, I think I, I would go with on the border as well because I feel like the Olive Garden. I know we kind of throw the word cult around here a lot, mm. but I feel like the Olive Garden. You really have to sort of buy into the you know when you you're here, do. your family thing. That's a good point. And yeah. I feel like somebody you know, some middle manager named you know Kim <laughs> would have weeded that person out. Would have just you're been right. like, listen, you know, yeah. you, you can't be yourself here. You got to be. <laughs> People want their pasta else. and they want it with a smile. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they don't want nose rings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> giving away too many Andy's mints. <laughs> and we're done. What a fun game. Yeah. That is a great game. Yeah. Where did Michael fall on that? Um, I don't remember. I think he thought. I, th- I think he might have gone with Olive Garden because I was okay. very firmly in the um, on the border. Okay. Camp. Let me throw a curveball in your game. Okay. Mm. How does a goth server fare at Bubba Gump Shrimp? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> First off, they would never have seen Forrest Gump. So they would have no idea <laughs> Even why what the movie was. <laughs> well, that it was tied to a movie. <laughs> maybe maybe before they became a golf, maybe they saw it. Maybe they did. Maybe that's what made them a golf. Oh. <laughs> or maybe they were a kid when they saw it, and then they're trying to expunge the memory of that yeah. beautiful, sweet, young person inside that loved Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. Mm. They're very much stuck in the part of Forrest Gump where Jenny was a stripper. <laughs> that's where they're living. And trying to yes. kill herself yes. off, yes. The, yeah, yeah. off the yes. balcony. Yeah. Yes. yes. Let's do the dark part. I forgot that the Matrix also brought up all sorts of like thoughts about, oh my gosh, goths are so scary. And oh my God. And then it was tied to Columbine, of course. And Mm -hmm. like it just started that whole debate that never fucking ends about like, oh my God, what are we doing to our children? And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously they're playing video games and they're watching the Matrix. So they're going to become killers. And then it turns out that there's a big, there's a big argument to be had for like if you like a, like give your child a gun. Mm-hmm. Like less than video games is more just like here have access to an actual yep. weapon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Turns out to be kind of the kicker. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Yeah, it's hmm. weird. Who would have thought? Super weird. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Logic. I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one could have predicted that. No. <laughs> All right. What's yours, Heath? Um, I think the one I'm going to do next is a film that I love more than. Some people I've encountered. Oh, yeah, and it's called Drop Dead Gorgeous. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> How did we not see this one coming? I didn't, and I should have. I should have. Yeah. I forgot this was ninety nine. Uh huh. Oh too. god. Okay. Yeah, I think you quote from this regularly. I don't do, you? and yeah. I have a list of quotes oh, here good. that okay. I can, I can, you know, I can run through them in my yep. Minnesota As accent you later. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, Let's yes. do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, this is kind of what I would call a low key masterpiece. <laughs> Uh, it, it tells the story of a beauty pageant in Mount Rose, Minnesota, that turns deadly when someone starts sabotaging the contestants. Uh, it's a very dark comedy that features some of the best work of Kirstie Alley's career and is by far <laughs> the best performance that Denise Richards has ever delivered if you don't count her stint on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> coming back, by the way. Yes, she's coming back. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the rest of the cast is like super impressive as well. Allison Janney is in it. Kirsten Dunst is in it. Ellen Barkin. Amy Adams, who's been nominated for like five Academy yeah. Awards since then. Wow. And, and the late Brittany Murphy mm-hmm. is in it. And so the, the Gladys Lehman, who's played by Kirstie Alley, is kind of running this uh, uh, beauty pageant, this like small town beauty pageant. And her daughter, Rebecca, Denise Richards. Is one of the contestants, and so Kristen Kirsten Dunst is also one of the contestants, and she, you know, Rebecca is threatened by Amber Atkins. That's um, Kirsten Dunst's character, mm. and uh, 
that's her kind of biggest competition. So the and the Lehman family are the richest family in town, and they kind of stack the judging panel so Rebecca wins. Of course. And, uh, but things end up taking a turn thanks to uh, a, a swan parade float that wasn't cooperating. Let's say. <laughs> As we all know, it happens. So um, you know, as you can imagine, based on that description, maybe it wasn't a it wasn't a huge hit. You know, uh, when it was first released, but it's kind of got a bit of a cult following now. Yeah. I rented it from the Blockbuster video in Cedar Falls several times, mm. several times. And for the people that love it, they really, really, really love it. Okay, so read us some quotes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she had a big ass then. She's got a big ass now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's the prettiest, you know. Best damn tapper. Most smartest. <laughs> Your accent is wonderful. You're so good at this. You know, they only had me because Peter needed that kidney. <laughs> Amber Atkins, that is not American Teen Princess language. Good. Because this isn't an American Teen Princess pageant. This is, this is, this is Nazi Germany. <laughs> And you can cut some of these out, but I'll keep reading them. <laughs> For one thing, we're all God-fearing folk, every last one of us, and you will not find a back room in our video store. No, no, that filth is better left to the Sin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> in fact, I love St. Paul pork products so much, I work here now. <laughs> Well, you know what, Dad? You know what? Peter's gay. Gay! <laughs> I've heard you say that one multiple times. Oh, yes. And that's, that's my one man show. Oh, Drop Dead Gorgeous uh, Theater. Yeah. Yes. I'll see you off Broadway. <laughs> Woo! You could blend in seamlessly in Minnesota. Yeah, in Upper Minnesota, especially. Yeah. Wow. They would not know I was an interloper for months. No. no. For months. <laughs> and you could just... At some point, they would. <laughs> you could just speak and drop dead gorgeous lines uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yes. Can you follow that, Erin? I, I mean, I don't know how. Like, <laughs> is, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Okay. Two people were also partying, like it's 1999. Okay. For two very different reasons. All right. Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Oh, no. And this isn't because they were in the throes of anything at that time. They were done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton got acquitted mm-hmm. in his impeachment trial in 99, which was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And Monica's Story by Andrew Morton was the number one nonfiction of 99. Wow. They were both taking a scandal and running. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Andrew Morton was like, right... He wrote all sorts of like unauthorized biographies, like, like Princess, Diana, Princess Diana, right? Diana. Yeah, uh-huh. yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what it like was uh, was the opinion of him that it was pretty accurate when he wrote these, or that he was like not good? Like I'm trying to remember like what the view was. I of think him. with the at least with Diana, it was like he was accurate, but also sort of manipulated to yeah. get information. Like, maybe the information was accurate, but the means that he went about to get it was, like, questionable, okay, or right. he kind of put himself in a position where she felt like she could trust him more than she should have. Okay, yeah. Um, And so I'm assuming it was the same similar. with Monica, yeah. the similar, okay. but it didn't stop people from being like, I need this story. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I need more about Gotta it. Gotta get it. Uh-huh. And I like it as a reminder that things have always been weird. Like, imagine the C-SPAN during this time, you know? Oof. Like, sometimes I watch stuff that's happening now and think, this is unprecedented. And then I do some research, and I'm like, well, 99 was pretty (laughs) hopping, too. (laughs) It turns out that the political arena has always been rife with a... I feel like... With a scandal. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes I remember just various little bits of, like, U.S. history... And, like, the 1800s, I think, especially, like, the later 1800s, Congress was a fucking shit show. Yeah. And so I think about that sometimes, and mm-hmm. I'm almost comforted by it. Yes, yes. Like, we survived that. We did. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. I, and I think the same, yeah, is true here. Like, it is it is comforting on some level mm-hmm. that we, you know, 
we got through those times. We got through the, and now look, I mean, people just associate him with a saxophone and, you know, Big Mac. He's like a kindly old grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Predatory kind yep. old grandpa. <laughs> well, a lot of grandpas are, so. Yeah, that's true. That does kind of just, yeah. That goes right hand in, in hand. Blow yep. right into yep. that. Yep. So, yep. Yep. yeah. Well, I mean. I, I for one, feel like Monica Lewinsky did deserve to party like it was 1999. Yeah. Because especially, we talked about mm-hmm. that on this podcast before, about that show that they did mm-hmm. um, that kind of told the whole, mm-hmm. the Ryan Murphy. American crime story impeachment. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And you, I just felt for her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And didn't she have a big interview? Was it Barbara Walters that interviewed her that year? And she kind of, and I, I uh, yes. just in my stuff I read for getting ready for this, like, you know, she was kind of all over the map in the interview. Like sometimes she was smug, sometimes she was shy, sometimes she was sort of giggly, sometimes she was maybe seemed a little immature. Sometimes she seemed like she actually kind of, you know, had pulled it together, you know, it just, she was kind of all over the map, which, you know, and we talked about before, like she was what in her early twenties when this happened, she was handling something that she probably wasn't equipped to handle. Well, and no one was Absolutely, helping her. Yeah. I mean, there was no PR. Per- I mean, right. think about today, the machine that we know PR is or a publicist or a crisis manager. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that there isn't, like, a branded message on point that comes out. Yeah. And for her, it was like, I don't even know what's happening. They're threatening me with things and saying that the FBI is going to take me to jail <laughs> to get me to talk. But then also, you know, no one's helping me with my public yeah. image. And mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, filleting me, saying that, you know, all and it was tricky happen. too because it's like, you know, Bill Clinton shouldn't have did what he did, but it probably wasn't impeachment stuff. No, no. But no, they were no. sort of at odds with each other. You know, they were. Yeah. You know, he was saying she's not telling the truth, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Well, he's not telling the truth." And then there's people who are, you know, it just was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a black and white situation. It was just very, you know, yes. lots of shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was a very, it's an example, which we have a million of throughout history, right? Of like the Republican Party was like, oh, we got something here. We're going to run with it. But yes. they didn't actually actually do the research to figure no. out what it was. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of the, which I'm sure there's other things with him, but sort of reminds me of the Hunter's laptop. Like if we just keep saying laptop, it's going right. to catch on mm-hmm. and people are going to want to know what's on mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And what it is is a bootleg version of Drop Dead Gorgeous. <laughs> No wonder he doesn't want to give it up. I wouldn't either. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's some partying over there. It is. Yeah. Well, my final thing is sort of um, there. There's a little bit of uh, doom, and then there's maybe a little bit of a party. It's super weird. Okay. So, <laughs> as I said, I just got I went down some weird rabbit holes, and I was finding oh, yeah. all sorts of stuff, like the lion hyena war. I also found that there was a woman named Joan Murray who survived a 14,500-foot fall oh, no. while she was skydiving when her main parachute failed. But she landed in a fire ant mound. No. And she was stung a shit ton. <laughs> but because the stings... Insult on top of injury. <laughs> this is the movie Final Destination. Right? Like, right? But she was stung so much and the stings were full of venom that it caused adrenaline to rush to her heart and it kept it beating oh. long enough for doctors to find her and assist. Oh. So she survived. So it's, she survived because of the fire ants. Because of the fire ants. It's interesting because I would not have sent doctors to find her had I known. <laughs> had I been in the plane and been like, oh, that parachute didn't yeah, open. Yeah, that is, she no. is gold. Yeah, I would have just been like, I don't know, intern, when you got time. <laughs> We're going to need to collect that. Yeah. This is not a not a rush. Go ahead and finish your lunch. <laughs> Or imagine you're in the plane and you see her land in a fire ant mound and you're like, oh, not only is she dead, she, that body's going to be gross. Yeah. 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 So I guess the moral of the story is when you think you're going to die like twice uh-huh. because you fall and then you fall into a venomous mound of fire ants, you could still survive. Mm-hmm. Just keep on. Keep on trucking. I think there's a what? song in there somewhere. You think so? <laughs> the unbreakable the human anori- like enormous pressure she must be under because yeah. you survived a skydiving accident and a fire ant attack. You got to do something great after that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think she did because I never <laughs> I didn't see anything else about yeah, her. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. Maybe she just never left the house again. That's fair too. Yeah. That's a fair reaction. Yeah. That's a fair reaction. Maybe she changed her name. Yep. Yeah. 
It does feel like that movie you say Final Destination, though, because it seems like you she kind of evaded death twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would just coming. be like, no, nah, I'm just going to stay inside forever. I think this is what happened with Y2K. The computers were fine. Yeah. It was this. Well, maybe this that. and the lion and hyena war. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe she she's lucky she didn't fall into, into the, the lion. desert. Yeah. Oh my hyena God. war. But if it was during the day, it was fine. They'd be like, they were it's sleeping. too hot. Yeah. You're yeah. on your own. Oh, fire <laughs> hill. Just let her be there. It's fine. Just... <laughs> By the way, there were a few pictures from the lion hyena war because... <laughs> Like night vision pictures because Amazing. the lion specialists were like taking pictures <laughs> or like taking video. At some point, they were like, holy shit, there's a fight. And so they went and they started <laughs> recording it. And so there's stills of like the lion and Aina just going at it. Not dance fighting, full on fighting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. So basically the hyenas are like terrorists. They were like suicide bombers. Uh-huh. They were just yep. Like you, you're not going to survive this, but get no. out there and fight. Uh, they were we promised were, virgins in heaven. They were. We'll let 35 of us die. It's fine. Wow. If we can take six lions down with us. I mean, Fight Club also premiered that. Year. That was for sure. You know, which was another movie I loved. I did too. Great movie. Ugh. Great movie. All right, what do you got, Heath? Well, speaking of Fight Club, oh, I'd like to talk about Jerry Falwell. Yes. In 1999, <laughs> the Reverend Jerry Falwell outed Teletubby, Tinky Winky. Oh my God, yes. And called him a gay role model. <laughs> wow. Which he meant as an insult. Uh huh. Uh huh. And a, and he a sure did. sign of fear. Yeah. He was, uh, uh, for anyone not familiar with the Teletubbies, it was a <laughs> British TV show for preschoolers that aired on PBS in the United States. Um, from 98 until 2008, and it featured four full-figured creatures. That's their description. Full-figured? Um, well, no, wait. That was my word. They used the word rotund, and I feel like um, that seemed kind of body-shaming to me, so I full changed it to full way better. Rotund. Yeah. Maybe they were shaped yeah. like a woman. Yeah. 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 And they lived in the English countryside where they spent their time eating toast and custard, rolling around in meadows, and babbling in high-pitched baby talk. So they're mm-hmm. just out there, <laughs> just having the time of their lives with their toast and their custard, not bothering anybody. Um, so it's like a day rave. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It's 1999. Yeah. It's very on target. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, n- you know absolutely nobody asked Jerry Fall <laughs> what the fuck he thought about this, but he decided that because Tinky Winky was purple, carries a purse, and has a triangle on his head, that he must be gay. Is Grimace gay too? Mm. Is Grimace gay? <laughs> He doesn't have a purse. He's shaped like a triangle, and he's purple. And he's purple. And yeah. he's so rotund slash full figured. Yeah. The logic says apparently mm-hmm. yes. Right. Yeah. But McDonald's had the you know probably the legal team that PBS <laughs> did not have to fight these kinds of things, but whatever. But here's the thing, you know, Tinky Winky probably was gay. <laughs> Those are yeah, those yeah. are those are signs. Yeah, yeah, or at the very least, the gay icon like he was he was accused of being. So uh, Jerry Falwell is kind of right, but he's also just saying that it was wrong to be these things. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the issue mm-hmm. kind of at hand here, especially uh, the idea that this creature was being gay around kids who at that age, you know, that they'd be watching the show. Like they don't even know what gay is. No, like, like it's not a thing. You know, and it wouldn't matter if they, yeah, they don't have the judgment. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, worst case scenario, they might see somebody like that later in life and just be like, "Hey, how are you?" Yeah, and just keep walking You're down the street. You're tinky winky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might just see a rotund homosexual <laughs> and not think anything of it, and like hold the door for him. Like that's it. Like that's the worst thing that's gonna happen. And right? let's be honest, yeah. bananas in pajamas was a lot more threatening. Yes, I'm threatened by you saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, the song even, you know, they, it was a lot scarier for children, I feel yeah. like. If we were going to take aim at something yeah. that was on TV, yeah. So, um, in the end, you know, this was a show that debuted in the 90s. So, of course, there was a token gay character. Of course there was. <laughs> there had to be. Like, uh, there's lots of shows that did this. There was Matt on Melrose Place. There was Ricky on My So-Called Life. Yes. There was Jack on Dawson's Creek. Carol, Ross's first wife on Friends. Yes. Big Gay Al on South Park. <laughs> <laughs> All of them, you know? 
So, eventually, I mean, it's got a happy ending. Jerry Falwell died in 2007. Yeah, that was a happy <laughs> ending. Yeah. Yeah. So, even the Teletubby show outlived him. So, I guess, uh, mm. um, so I guess that you, means Jerry. Tinky Winky wins. Um, <laughs> but I did, find, I did find in my research that, you know, unfortunately, that Jerry Falwell was not around a couple years back when his son and his son's wife were exposed for being in a throuple with a male pool attendant. <laughs> <laughs> they met on vacation in Miami. <laughs> Yep, that did happen. They watched yep. too much Teletubbies, they and did. it turned That's them gay. Yeah, and then and then I just Rumble. want <laughs> I just want Will Smith to rewrite the lyrics to the song Miami to reference that event, <laughs> like Elton John did with "Candle in the Wind" yes. when Princess Diana died. And I don't feel like that's too much to ask for, Will Smith. You just slap Chris Rock. Get back in our good graces. Yeah. Yeah. Just do and this yeah, for time. me. We know you're yes. yes, and it just seemed like there were so many other things Jerry Falwell could have done, like you know. Help the needy. Feed the no, hungry. No, that's silly. That's silly. I mean, there was a goddamn lion war going on. Yeah. There. What the uh-huh. hell was he doing? Uh-huh. Throw was, your hat in that He race. could have been praying mm-hmm. over the lady and the fire ants. But uh-huh. instead, instead uh-huh. he's accusing. People yeah. were falling from the goddamn sky. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. <laughs> Which is very evangelical. It's weird too because that must have been a lot. That was a big news story because as soon as you said it, I was yeah. like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was." I remember big. him yeah. making mm-hmm. a huge deal about it. Yeah, it was an easy like you know to go on the Today Show and just you know have Katie Couric just being like, "So what's up, dude?" and yeah. him just like yammering on about this and you know. It also feels like it's very much like maybe a precursor of today's weird media environment where someone will say something, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. scandalous or infla- deliberately inflammatory so right. they can get on air to talk about their weird bullshit message. Yeah. You know? Just drive the narrative. Yes. Driven. Yeah. I just wish, I don't know, if I was Katie Couric interviewing him on the Today Show and he came on to talk about this, I just would be like, why do you care? Are you gay? Are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the question. That was yeah. the question. But that's why I don't host the Today Show because... <laughs> I don't, think, but on, I don't think it's the right fit for me. <laughs> but on your network called Heath with yes. an exclamation point, you will have your own morning show mm-hmm. where you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah. I'll have his son and his son's wife and the pool attendant on and be like, you know what? Thruples are fine. If it works yeah. for you. Oh, I love a good hypocrite <clears throat> story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feeds my soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. chicken soup for the Indeed. hypocrite scandal soul. Vegan, <laughs> vegan chicken soup. <laughs> vegan chicken soup. Okay, so uh, my last one. Yeah. Partying like it's 1999. <laughs> Napster. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Because, wow, what a year it had in 99 <laughs> to just shut down in 2000, effectively. I mean, it just had a good one-year run, and then uh-huh. everybody's like, wait a minute. But then it changed everything. It did. It did. did that mm-hmm. Talk about an absolute... I was going to say comment, and I was like, why does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, but. It was a comment. It was why a not? juggernaut of change. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if comment or juggernaut work, but let's go with it. It doesn't. <laughs> Regardless, Napster started and then basically was shut down in 2000 because there was all these copyright infringement problems with this music mm-hmm. sharing idea that we everybody could just have access. But for one glorious year. Well, and then it spawned tons of copycats because I'll be yeah. honest, I, I downloaded Lime a wire. lot of illegal music in the early 2000s. Yeah. Did you ever have that moment? Because there's a lot of talk about all those people being prosecuted. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I got to delete all <laughs> the illegal music. Yeah. yeah, I did. I felt like, you know, I am a criminal right now. Yeah. But I love this music. Do I have to? Like, are yeah. they really going to come after me? Exactly. And I was discovering all sorts of new music. Yeah. We didn't have Spotify. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that really probably, you know, I mean, we'll never know for sure, but that probably is kind of what, you know, you know, like gave Steve Jobs the idea for, you know, iTunes and oh, that's you know, a good point. iPods yeah. and, you know, getting all that stuff through the, mm-hmm. through the internet instead of, um, you know, buying it in a record store. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. But I mean, I know a lot of people, and I mean, certainly I downloaded some free stuff, but I also know that when iTunes came out, I repurchased things that I had already purchased, like on CD or on cassette. Yeah. Just because yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to get the CD out and put it mm-hmm. in the computer, so I'll just buy it again. Uh-huh. Uh, what a time. Mm-hmm. What a time. What a time. What a time. Also, one last tidbit just for you, Aaron. Oh. This was the year that Time Magazine named as its person of the year, man of the year. Jeff Bezos. 
your your nemesis. That's, <laughs> I don't like it. Mm-mm. What was he I, doing then? He was just running that bookstore, thinking he was the greatest. Yeah, I mean, I imagine an early version of Amazon was mm. starting or around there. I mean, it had to have for him to be named the person of the year. I think it was early 90s that it actually started, yeah. and then it took off, but just solely, I mean, obviously as a bookstore, yeah. online bookstore first. Yeah, just imagine his gross little face on Time Magazine. I hate it. I have noticed one thing that I'm enjoying. I don't think that it's quite the retribution that the universe, I wish it would dole it out quicker. Huh. But I have noticed that one of his eyes is starting to really move the opposite direction of his other eye. Like it can't quite focus. It just wants to get away. Yeah, it does. It feels like. like I'm sick of this. Yeah. It's trying to leave his body, but he's like fighting it. So yeah. there always seems to be like a, like he has a tension headache behind one eye that he's always trying to hold it in. Maybe it'll eventually burst. <laughs> I, yeah is that the doom in me saying that no i like that okay. i like it i i think that that might be what fun it, for everyone what yeah. if it bursts and lands on a fire ant mound oh my god <laughs> then he'll survive damn it then he'll be uploaded into a computer and he'll be our okay. ai voice forever that's no good oh that's disheartening i know it? i'm sorry oh. that was a bad message to end on so okay well you went well, back to doom yep so. sure did i stayed on right. brand Nineteen ninety nine. What a year! What a year! What a year! What a year! Do you think we took away anything from nineteen ninety nine? Any lessons? I, I think we learned that the Earth is a delicate ecosystem. It sure does. With lions, hyenas, and fire ants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that uh, Heath is a natural at the Minnesota accent, uh-huh. as well <laughs> as the head of the next new award winning network. I, we have lots of work to do. Heath with an exclamation. <laughs> That's how we'll announce it. That's how. Are you sure? You sure? I think the first year it should be Heath with a question mark. Are you Heath? <laughs> and then it should move to just a period. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and true. And then. Yeah, when we get to a serious part where it's yeah. just serious things. But in the meantime, you can, you know, keep listening to Heath here. Yes. To all of us Please here. Please do. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Share us on your socials. You know how that Do goes. It. Yeah. The if you're not following us, you should, because we share clips from the show, mm-hmm. and we share some of these TV clips. I'm going to mm-hmm. guess that sometime around this episode being out, you're going to see some Drop Dead Gorgeous clips. <laughs> I imagine you will. So, And who knows what else? Well, until next time, thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>